somebody will ask that how can I see the glory of God what shall I do to see the glory of God look at the book of Exodus chapter 33 from verse 7 There is something about the glory of God. The glory of God is the presence. It's not smoke. The glory of God is the presence. Of course, we know God is present everywhere and every time. But when the presence is manifest, then you call that glory. And we know that the presence of God doesn't manifest any time. He's there. To keep watch, to record, to know, and things that are happening. But then the manifestation of the presence of God, like the book of Mark that was read to you, when Jesus took the disciples to the mountain, those three saw what others did not see. When we look at those three, there is something about them. They were the first years of God's leadership. They were closest to Jesus, rather. I'm talking about Jesus now. These are the three that, if you check the history of all the disciples, various disciples have various characters. But these three, two of them, it was so contentious about them that they are talking about who would be on the right of Jesus and on his left when they get to heaven. They love Jesus Christ so much that they, can, they are inseparable from him. So Jesus took them to secret places. Sometimes Jesus will speak to everybody, but he will call those three and he will give them a very profound knowledge of what he's saying. And one of them was said to be the disciple that sleep on, on his bosom. Now, in the book of Exodus, that is three, he begins. Now Moses used to ten, take a tent and pitch it outside the camp, some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord will go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. I want to listen attentively to that very statement. Now verse 8 says, And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance of their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. And Moses went into the tent. As Moses went to the tent, the pillar of cloud will come down and stay at the entrance <laughs> why the Lord spoke with Moses whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent they all stood and worshipped each at the entrance of his tent the Lord will speak verse 11 to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend then Moses will return to the camp, but the, his young aide, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Now, let me help you understand the principle here very quickly. Until you decide to build a tent of meeting and withdraw from in an average normal life of a Christian, you cannot encounter God's power. You will not know enough of God. If you want to see the deep things of God, somebody has to be mindful that he can build an, a more intimate relationship with God because you want to see him, because you want to know him, because you want to seek him. Everybody is in the church. We are praying here now. Okay? So when the glory of God manifests, which we have been seeing already, things are happening among us from the time we started praying. When the, when the meeting was opened, God has done quite a good number of things. Up till this time we are praying. In our, in our opening, in worship and stuff like that. Because God promised that everyone who comes this night, the Lord told me, will encounter His glory. That's what the Lord told me. That's what the Lord told me. And which is a manifestation of his glory. As God changed the name of Bartimaeus, your name has been changed. Yeah. How are we together now? As it says in that book of 1 Psalm 145 that 
People will tell, generation will tell of his wonders. The manifestation you receive today, it will bring generation to talk about you again and again. But when you live here, this is the camp. But when you live here, the tent is what you are left with. I will together now. You must separate yourself to seek God. If you look at the scripture, it says, Moses used to take his tent and pitch it outside the camp, a distance away from tussles and buzzles, or buzzles and tussles, or whatever you call it. When I was coming in the car today, you know, I was sharing something with my wife. Because whenever I'm alone with people, I discuss principles that God has been talking to me. And when I came up, one of the members of church came to see me. And one of the questions she asked me was just what I was discussing with my wife. And what she asked me is that, Apostle, tell me what to do that you have encounters of God. Just give me a template. I know what I said to her. I said I was sharing this with my wife when I was coming. The beginning of it is the change of your mental, the way you reason. That's the beginning. It's not prayer. Because we know that many people pray all over the world, but they see nothing. Many people go to the mountain and fast for days without food and water, and yet they see nothing. I said to her, I was just telling my wife when we were coming that, you know, your mindset had to change towards, between towards God. The Bible says, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who will stand in his holy place? Those who have pure heart and clean hands. And I said, this is how it is. One, never you think about a problem you cannot solve. That's number one principle. Don't you ever think of a problem that you cannot solve. Because whenever you are thinking of the problem you cannot solve, you are trying to play God. God is the one who can solve all problems. Now I said to her that as we are sitting down in this room with me, somebody opened my door and very rudely. And you can see the countenance of the person looks so fierce. I said to him, the way I deal with that is this. I will never try to imagine what is in his mind because I am not God and I cannot know it. Neither will I be offended for his opening the door that way. What will come to my mind is that there must be a problem which I do not of. Some may look at such occasion and just rage. Why should he do that? Why didn't he knock? He did not knock already. And he has done that already. Why he did that, if you want to know, the first thing that must come from your heart is that that person has a situation that needs my attention. Rather than I feel offended for that. Why should I be offended? I do not have a heart of offense. Okay? So I was saying use that to help the person to understand. Most times, human beings interpret omen. Our brain, our flesh works to want to know why someone did something, alright, rather than looking for the solution. If someone did something or acted in a particular way, who here can tell me the reason why that person acted that way? Let him rise up. And I will ask you to show me the instrument you use. The Bible tells me that no man can know the heart of another man. If anybody tells me that he knows, I say, okay, tell me what I'm thinking now. I'm preaching, but I'm also thinking. You are hearing me, you're also thinking. So therefore, anybody who wants to encounter God must kill his flesh. Everything you pick up, that work aggravation unnecessarily, hate, hurt. A mind like that can never see God. It's a mind of peace that sees God. Are we together? Yes, Number two, I said to her, watch the company you keep. Yesterday I told you that a, comp- a, a, a friend of fool is a more fool. 
If you keep the company of foolish people, they will make you more foolish. If you keep the company of wise people, you will get wiser. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs. Therefore, any human being, either in your work, in the church, anywhere, that you know that when you go near them, they do not say things that will contribute to your life positively, your career, your ambition, and your spiritual growth, avoid them. Tell them to their faces, I avoid you because anytime I come near you, you're always polluting my mind. Please, if you change, I will be your friend. Don't let them communicate with you. Block them out of your telephone. If what you'll be hearing from them all the time is something that will incite you against other people, you know what the devil is doing to people like that? Destroying your spirits. Because there are two ways by which a man can destroy his mind. By your hearing and by your sight. Of course, your feeling as well, but very minute. If your heart is set on knowing God, why should you allow anything that will entangle you and disconnect you from that? Listen to me. You know people who do things like that are people who have no future. They have nothing they are thinking about. Their own is just to live and sleep and wake up, talk, 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 talk all their life off. They have no future plan. But you understand this. If you set your heart to see the Holy One, you must cut off from every unholy thing or anything that can contaminate your human mind. That was one of the members of this church who told me that, um, you know, in, a, in the office they accuse that person that, uh, you know, he doesn't like to talk with them because they are all, And he said that because anytime you gather together, you're always backbiting and I'm not into things like that. I can't compromise. I'm not into things like that. All right? That was the office people. It doesn't matter what consequence you get from that. You're so, you see, if for righteousness you are sacked, then the righteous son will place you higher than those who sack you. How would you get that? Satan is looking for a mind. Never you in your life imagine what is going on in the mind of another person. Anytime you give yourself into that, two things happen to you. Number one, you are wasting all the time of your life while you are thinking that, because you will never know it. Second thing that is happening to you is that you will sin, because your mind will sincerely tell you something which is not the truth, and anything you see about that before God, it is false accusation, which is a sin. Oh, I think the reason why she looked at me like that is because of this. I have sinned by saying what she did not intend. I together now. I have been reckless with my mouth because maybe she, someone is looking at you and is not thinking about you. He's thinking about something else. And that person will be gazing at you seriously, but that person is gone totally. So if you try to imagine what he's thinking, to imagine it is to make yourself vulnerable to the enemy, to pollute your human mind. Now when the pollution comes, the moment you utter it in your mind, it becomes a sin. Are we together now? You must know this. Because I want to talk about the other principle, which is very straightforward. Those ones are prima facie. But the more important thing is your thinking. Love accepts all things, isn't it? Lord does not hate, isn't it? <laughs> when when Dan, uh, David was in his demise... And uh, a, a lady was abusing David. And the, the, the servants of David said, let us kill her. He said, why would you touch her? Maybe it's God who said abuse David. It is my time to be abused. Why should, be, why should you fight for me because somebody is insulting me? I'm the king. And he's insulting me, telling me that if you are the king, if God appointed you, why is your life so miserable? And the other one was, okay, why are you talking like that to God's anointed? He said, let her say so. Maybe God says to her, abuse David. That is a righteous man. I think that is something you, you should look, you, you should emulate. You see, you cannot see God if you still have all these things clogging your mind. This hurt me, that hurt me, this will hurt me. You pray, but your prayer is not different from a Gentile's prayer. <laughs> 
People who will just walk and go will speak and tell them what will happen thereafter. Oh, about your life, look at what you're expecting next week. Look at what I've said before you in three weeks' time. Those things come by deep, deep, deep relationship. And relationship is not a matter of activity, it's your mind. I will together. I can't over talk about your mindset, but I've taught you a lot about it. But if you see this man, therefore, the Bible says something about Moses. It says it was the meekest man. When God called a human being the meekest on earth, <laughs> I wish God would talk, say that to me. You know, I want to be like Moses. God said that he is the meekest. This is the condition of the man of Moses. He will not fight anybody. He will not quarrel anybody. When his brother accused him and his sister accused him, he didn't reply them. He walked away and God got angry. Numbers 12. And it was God who made them leprous. He never prayed for them. God will punish you. God will do this. For what you have done to me, don't you respect me? Don't you honor me? God will also do this. Moses is not into the business of what God will do. It's in the business of making peace with all men. Let those who accuse you go scot-free. In the beginning of climbing the mountain of the Lord. Somebody who abused you yesterday, when you came here today, did I see the abuse? Is anybody who carry abuse as a label? Excuse me. You don't, no, all of you look beautiful now looking at me. Eh? And nobody carries abuse. So why should you be angry because of a statement of somebody which was said to you before? Even now, if somebody says something so derogating to you, why can't you think that maybe that is his opinion? Huh? So why should you fight to tell them that that's not what you are? If you fight, that is the reason why what they said is what you are. If you fight, if somebody lied against you, walk away. The Bible says overcome evil with what? With evil? What do they say? Good. Uh, someone says that what Apostle is saying is hard. It's simple. It's a matter of your mind construction. Somebody who is running for an exam and is late, and then he trip over somebody, and that person said that somebody even trip over him. Okay, and the person said, "Are you blind? Don't you see me? Will he wait to answer? He is almost there for the exam. What will he do? He just say sorry, 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 and he's going. Hallelujah, somebody. Let your mind be like that." Are we together now? Watch your eyes. Watch your watch. Watch your ears. What you hear. So that what you see will be in line with holiness. But you see, therefore, having done that constructively, separate yourself from the world. Build a tent of meeting where you speak to God regularly. The Bible says this man built a tent of meeting. But that tent of meeting, anyone inquiring of the Lord will go to him. Why can't they be coming to you in your office to inquire of the Lord? Because they have not seen you build the tent. Because when you build the tent, the Bible says that then the cloud, God, will descend upon the... the because tent is always without door. It's open. They don't have door intents. So, when this man was going alone and alone, then God came and stood. And when people saw that God would descend whenever this man enters the tent, alright, they would go to him by the tent. Because if God had come to the tent, this man really would hear from God. Do you know how it happens to you? When you spend good time in the private with God, little would you know you are carrying the glory. Even when you walk on the streets, people will identify it. Non-Christians, will, they will tell you. You look like a minister. You are not. They are saying to you that there is God inside you. The glory will follow you. It is the glory that will attract people to you. And when people come to you, when you open your mouth, it will be the exact solution you are giving them. It will be the exact solution. But it comes by tent meeting, separating yourself, praying all the time, praying all the time. Don't talk too much, talk less. If they find you talking, it must be about God. Not arguing here, arguing there, arguing. Ah! 
Really, I want to ban arguments in the life of every member of CFT globally. <laughs> ban it forever. You know, because each time I watch the television, the kind of television I watch, you know, it's news. I discover that I am unschooled. There are many things for me to know in the field of intellectualism. In computer science, is moving too fast. In law, in medicine, moving too fast. In engineering, moving too fast. Economics, moving too fast. And confusion, spreading more. So, if I have a time at all, I want to read something I haven't read before. I want to gain a knowledge I haven't had before. Whether it's in my field or not, come on now, every knowledge is in every field. Whoever you are, whatever career you are, you need all the other knowledge. Instead of going to be discussing useless things. Really, when you change your attitude towards this, people who waste human life, they will be afraid of you. Don't hesitate to tell anybody that you are a life waster. Because, anytime I come near you, this is what you say. Because, anytime you text me, there are ministers I blocked from my own, um, what do you call this, WhatsApp, you get it. I don't need anybody to send me. Today, it will be so for you. Today, God will do this for you. It is nonsense over nonsense. Life wasters they are. They, if you receive that today is going to be this and this, leave it for yourself alone. Your pastor could send it to you. If God is sending him to his church. But for you to be sending it to members. Don't you know what happened? You look at your WhatsApp. You see so many declarations from ungodly elements. Making declarations. People who are ungodly. We come to church together but they are very ungodly. There is one from Nigeria I always see. I won't talk much about him. But when I say, I said this man again, I blocked him. He came again. I blocked him. He came again. I now have to pray to bind him. <laughs> I don't want to hear from you anymore because you are an ungodly man. Sending me, God will do this, seven things that God will do. Who told you that? He said, lie. Satan himself is sending seven things that God will do. I will get the now. Instead of being, I just said, this man doesn't have anything to think in his head. I'm thinking about Brexit. What will happen to my members next year? What about December now? If, if European Union decide, decided that they don't want to even talk with us in England, what's going to happen to us? I must be able to stand as your minister to tell you from intellectual knowledge that, look, this is the direction you should look into. So I will not be reading somebody telling me false prophecy. The person that is telling me God will do something in my life, God hasn't done that thing in his own life. Satan won't bless me. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Block anybody from your email, from your website, uh, your, um, uh, WhatsApp, and from your texts that you know their life with us. So that you can spend your quality time with God. Okay? When the glory comes, you will know it. The glory will come each time you come. The glory will come each time you come. Little will you know that you have gathered a lot of glory. By the time you walk on the streets, people will come into you. In your office, people will be seeking you. When people start to come and tell you their problems in your office, understand God is the one sending them so that you can counsel them by the scripture. Okay? It's not for you just to hear. Okay? People don't tell their problem to anybody. They keep it. And you must understand this. They go to inquire from him. But let me finish this reading this. If we go further down, therefore, the Bible says, at a time, God will speak to Moses face to face. So if you have a clean heart and pure heart, clean hands and pure heart, and you seek after righteousness by renewing your mind all the time, as I've said to you, and you are praying regularly, one day you will hear him speak audible. He speaks first in your mind. And he does so to the ungodly as well. When you were non-Christian, God was speaking to your mind. You know, there are some witches who told me that um, when they were confessing, one accused the other that we are all witches and we are all bad. But this one is, is worse. It's not because at least we do it with little and then we stop. We think 
we think and take slow down but this one is just reckless it's just reckless and they are kissing themselves before me reckless reckless and i say keto cutting what do you call it black pots call him keto black i would get now so what i'm saying to you is very straightforward this man saw god and when you see god you will hear him not just in your mind and then it will become something that is very very strong yet not audible but when it comes you will know it's god then it will become something you can hear discussion as i'm hearing as you are hearing my voice so therefore you can find him and he can speak to you face to face this doesn't have to do with ordination look at verse 13 then the bible says no let me read verse 12 just to the end moses said to the lord you have been telling me leave these people but you have not told you have not let me know who you will send with me you have said i know you by name and you have found favor with me can you see when god was talking to to moses he, those are the things he was telling moses that you know i know you by name moses i really love you come on now how will you feel you wake up one day and you just have somebody laugh behind and say oh darling i love you and you look at the you look behind what will happen to you <laughs> i'm sure some of you start you first pray in tongues and say father in the name of jesus and then he says i, I am the one <laughs> you know and this is what god was saying to moses but then if you look at what moses said to god in 13 if you are pleased with me teach me your ways so i may know you and continue to find favor before you and these are what those who are there in prayer is talking about your prayer point should be lord teach me your ways i told you leave demons alone at least they are trying what god said demons should do they are doing it to destroy the devil has come to kill still and destroy but what god said we should do we should face it hallelujah somebody you face it teach me your ways oh god that i may know you i may continue to find favor then he said remember that this nation is your people and then the lord replied my presence will go with you and i will give you rest can you see that presence came because somebody wanted to know god not because he has known his ways yet but because he desires to know his ways is god not uh uh what do you call it now he's uh, uh not hilarious but he has a great sense of humor because somebody just loved to know him his presence was released which is the glory the manifestation of the presence is the glory now he says then moses said to, to god if your presence does not go with me do not send me up you must seek the presence of god daily to go with you it makes a difference then he went and said what else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on, on the face of the earth? So we must ask God, pray, Lord, distinguish me today with your presence. Mark me difference with your presence. Let your presence distinguish me among people. And this man said, and the Lord then said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked, verse 17, because I am what? Pleased with you and i know you by name why was god pleased with him he was seeking god and he was not in the camp all the criticism of the camp is not business of moses all the backbiting of the camp is not business of moses those are in the camp you know what happened to them they created image idol eventually in the camp they gave themselves idol by the priests aaron but for moses he cut off from the camp he wants to hear god only and if he comes to the camp, anything that is ungodly, he doesn't want to hear it. That we must adopt. And the presence come. And verse says, then Moses said, now show me your glory. I love this. Show me your glory. Look at what God said. And the Lord said, I will what? Shall we do it together? 
Cause all my... Stop! This man asked for glory. And God began to define what his glory is. God began to define what his glory is. He said, show me your glory. And you know something that God has said all the time here? His one statement. He said, I am pleased with you. Because you are a God seeker. It says, I will cause all my goodness, not some, all my goodness, to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And who will he have mercy on? Me. Hallelujah. And he said, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Who will he have compassion on? Me. Why? Because I seek him. What about you? Come on, what about you? But he says, but he said, you cannot see my face. No one may see me and leave. Then the Lord said, there is a place near where, <coughs> near me where you stand, you may stand on a rock. So the Lord led him to that rock to stand. Then he says, when my glory passes, that is the manifestation of his presence, I will put <coughs> you in the cleft. So the hand of God picked him up from that top of the rock and put him in the cave of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. Come on now. You can also encounter that. Listen to me, you can because we will pray now. I say you can encounter God that way. <laughs> Those of you who have been with me for a long time will remember. That was a time the Lord took me to heaven. And because I was used to always seeing the Lord Jesus and always asking Jesus to appear to me again and again, never had enough of him. I never knew at this time whose presence I was. And the Lord took me to heaven and I thought it was the Lord Jesus as usual. And he took me to a forest in heaven, and he used his last finger. And he picked me to a, a place that looked like, um, you know, a, 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 a pool. And he stripped me of my clothes, and I looked like a baby. And he placed me into the water. That was when I knew that the living water, if you are under the living water, you will be breathing inside the water, and the water will not choke you. Really, the peace that you breathe under the water is unexplainable. And the Lord was speaking to with me as he was doing that with me. And he bathed me, and after bathing me, he picked me up, took me to a, a room, a, or a, a, like a warehouse, rather, where they have robes. And I know that it is just this last finger, index finger you call it. And he began to sew a garment. And he sewed the garment with his finger. How that happened when you get to heaven, you ask him. All I know was that it's only this index finger he was using. And then he went to a, a, a forest with me and he caught a tree in the forest with his finger and he made a chair from it, a royal chair. Then he went to another place with me and all of us were talking. And he made a crown I mean I've never seen that kind of crown the robe has a cape that is so long with several colors and gems and he put that robe on me and he put that crown on my head and he put me on the chair and he carried me and then put me on his palm Okay, and I was at the center. God has this mark in his hand. This line you call it. I don't know what you call it in English. This is mark, isn't it? Line. How do you call it in England? It's just lines. These lines in your palm. Don't they have English here? It's just lines in the palm. Okay, palm lines. Now, you see the one in the middle here? 
And God put me in the middle here. And he lifted me up while he was standing. And I saw the whole of his beards. He has beards. White as snow. More than what a man bleached. And then he was saying to me, say after me, I have lifted you above your enemies and their power will never be able to touch you. And I said it the first time. He said, repeat again, I have lifted you above all your enemies. Their power will never be able to touch you. I said second time. The third time he said that and I repeated, I said, let me see the face of he that is speaking with me. And I looked up. You know, I'm right here on his chest. But when I looked up to his face, the hand here, the two, uh, uh, you know, you have the depression in the middle, the two uh, side of the palm began to increase like a mountain. And I said, Lord, I cannot see. Because his palm became a mountain, and on the line of his palm is a valley where I was. But yet, I was still standing on his, by his chest, and I knew, he was talking to me just as, you know, you, are, you carry a baby and you are talking to a baby. And then he said to me, no one sees the face of the Lord and lives. And I was so much gripped with fear that, what? I mean, before the Father? And when I said, what? I sank back into my body. Then it was then I knew I was in the presence of the Father. I have been... In the courtroom of the Father a number of times. Let me say this to you. If you seek him, you find him. It has nothing to do with calling. Not everybody that God calls see vision. There are members of church who are not called at all and they see. It is how you treat him. Really, when you seek God, you will come to a place of confidence because that was a prayer point against doubt. Doubt comes because of lack of relationship. You know, relationship makes you know somebody more, and you have more confidence in the person you know very well. You can you can tell people what he will say, you can guess what he will say, how he will reply to things. So is God. You can speak on his behalf, and because it's you, he will just do it. If you are close to a friend and you make commitments, you know, before people on behalf of your friend, and your friend, you came to and said, I've made this commitment. She said, Don't worry, don't worry, I'll do it. And we're going to do it because you did it. It's relationship. So if there's anything God is saying to us today, let's stand up together. It is relationship. We're going to lift up our voice and pray. These three prayers we're going to pray and we're going to close. Teach me your ways, O God, that I may know you. And continue to find favor before you. Shall we lift up our voice and begin to pray? Ask the Lord to teach you His way. Teach me your ways, O God. That I may know you. Tell the Lord I have known you. But I want to know you better. Increase my knowledge of you. Teach me your ways, O God, that I may know you. And continue to find favor before you. Let your presence go with me. Mark me with your presence. Tell the Lord, mark me with your presence. Mark me with your presence. Distinct me among many people with your presence. Let your holy presence mark me different. people know the difference between me and them. <clears throat> Don't let me be an ordinary person. Father, mark me tonight with your holy presence that will distinguish me from others. <clears throat> Tell the Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. Tell God, show me your glory. show you his glory open my eyes 
to see your glory, O God. Turn my eyes towards you, O Father. Tell the Lord, turn my heart towards heaven. Turn my eyes towards your glory. Let me seek you more than I seek any other thing on earth. Captivate my heart, O God. Father, 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 show me your glory, show me your glory, show me your glory, show me your glory. A Christian ought not to be having nightmares. When you can see cherubs, you can see angels. Tell the Lord, change my dream tonight. Change my dream from tonight. Change my dream from tonight. A Christian needs not to be hallucinating. We should be having revelations and visions. Show me your glory, O God. Tell the Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. Tell the Lord, distinct me among men. Let the world know me different. By your glory, if Satan can mark people different by atrocious acts, God can mark you with his glory too. God can mark you with his glory too. Show me your glory, O God. Rabonesa Palagoron desire. Blessed be your holy name. Tell the Lord tonight I will see you. I will see your glory tonight. Lord, in my dreams, my dreams will change to revelation. From tonight, I will have encounters of the Most High. Tell the Lord, you who appear to Apostle Williams, you appear unto me also. Paul says, and the Lord Jesus appeared unto me also. I'm not the least among the apostles. Super apostle, he said. Marobo Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Thank you, Father God. Teach me your ways, O Lord my God. anything that heaven is speaking to the earth today. Mm. Who shall I send is the word and who shall go for us? Satan had bamboozed Christians with all manners of problems and chaos to the place whereby many of us from morning till night our problem is what is before us. And the knowledge of seeking God is off and gone completely in the life of many believers. Because the devil knows that if we can find out how to seek God and we can truly seek him, those problems will be no more. So, Lord, my God and King, I testify about you of whom I read in the Bible. I testify about you of whom was told to me by my forefathers. But I testify also about you of who who had appeared unto me. Of whom I can speak and I can tell. I can describe and I can tell about who he is. That you are the same Christ yesterday, today and forever. You do not change. Father, I ask for Christ's faith tabernacle globally. That it would purify the heart of our members of this household. Father Lord, you will take our heart away from chasing shadows. You will turn our hearts to seeking the face of the Most High. That every member of this church will truly seek the living God. 
We will not give room to the enemy any longer. In the morning, we will seek the Lord. In the day, we will seek the Lord. In the night, we will seek the Lord. Even when we are sleeping, we will be praying in our sleep. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Those who seek you, don't fight battle because you fight battle for them. Those who seek you cannot be overwhelmed by battle because you destroy all the battles before them. Really, you lift up the hand of those who seek you and distinguish them or distinct them among many. For if you found a righteous, five righteous, you will have saved the whole nation. So my God and King, I pray thee, transform the heart and mind of every member of CFT. In this time of falling away, and many are falling to the trap of Satan, help us, O God, not to fall. Help us to take a stand with righteousness and holiness all the days of our lives. In Jesus' anointed name. Anybody who came here with emotional disease, you are healed. Anybody who came here with menstrual pains, you will never find it again. Anybody who is standing under my voice with stomach disorder and acute belly ache, it shall never be yours any longer. For at this hour, the Lord heal your bones. The Lord replace your organs. Your kidney, your liver, your heart are replaced in the name of Jesus. I declare in the name of he that lives forever and ever, the socket of your eyes, your optic nurse is replaced in the name of Jesus. Every side disease, you are made whole in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says, however, there should be none among you that will be ill that will say, I'm ill in Zion. For by his stripes you were healed. So I take everyone who was sick into the word of God, into the pool of the word of God, by the blood of the Lamb, you are made whole. And every weapon of the devil against all our lives, I decree that fire from heaven will destroy them completely. Satan will not prevail over you. His weapons shall fail over you. It shall fail over your household. It shall fail over your descendants. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The counsel of heaven will prevail over you. Above all in this year, this month, the Lord will open a book of remembrance concerning you. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of heaven. Hallelujah. Let's take our seats. Please, very quickly, I will just do the announcement. We take our offering and I close. Now, can I remind us that tomorrow is the last day of this meeting. And everyone must make sure they come. Don't miss it. In the morning, you are going to have your normal service. And in the evening, we are going to gather here for six. Of course, I will come from the morning and I will not leave this temple until we finish at six o'clock. And tomorrow... And that is 6 o'clock is the beginning of the service of the night. That's the victory night. Tomorrow is, is communion service. So we're going to come together as a church to break bread. So remember, no home group tomorrow. All home group will gather in the cathedral. I believe we understand that. And we'll pass that to all the services tomorrow. The Lord will continue to strengthen and bless us. Your request of the year, check it out. Anything that has not been manifest in those requests, take them out and write them. And if you have requests for this month, add them to it. Not requests of next year. Don't call with requests of next year. This month, heaven will remember you. Amen. Because anything you ask God from January ought to happen this year. Someone say, what about if it is not the time of God? It is the time of God. That's what I'm telling you. Hallelujah, somebody. That is what I'm telling you. It is the time of God. How do you know the time of God? You know, God sends his messengers in his time that his people may prosper. You know, I was so filled with this miracle of this woman in Belair Republic that God was reminding me again and again, helping me to understand timing. That if I never went to Benet, the woman might have died within the past few days. 
in her demise of 30 years, bent over. For a, a person to be, to be afflicted by Satan that she walks bent over like this, or crawl with her knees for 30 good years. You, if you bend over for one hour, you will see what I'm telling And God healed her. She straightened up. Not only that, all the disease inside her that brings pores in her mouth disappeared. So God sent his messenger at his time. And I tell you, this time will not bypass you. Shall we just prepare for our giving? While you do that, can I ask, do we have anyone watching with us for the first time? If you brought a friend today, anybody coming in for the first time yet? You didn't invite a friend. You know, this meeting, you must be inviting your friend. It's not for CFT. First, second, third, and overcomers is not for Christ's faith tabernacle. It's for you to invite friends and families. Really, when you are going out, ask from Dick and Charles, the leaflet for victory night. He should give you, take one one and bring somebody tomorrow. I will together now. Also, the leaflet for the watch night service is out. And I want every one of us, whenever we come to church, we take just one one. Or if you have friends, you know their number, take the number for your friends and give it to them and invite them and follow them up. So that the watch night service, at least your friends who don't go to church, many of them want to come to church on the watch night and they will find Jesus. But we must go and tell them. So bow your heads and pray over your giving. Shall we just bow here and pray together? Father, we thank you so much. I will bring this offering to you, O God, in obedience to your word. Let the floodgates be open unto us. The Bible says no one should come before the Lord empty-handed. As we have received from you and we have been blessed by you, we also stretch our hands to bless your work. Lord, may your covenant promise to disobedience be fulfilled over all our lives. May we abound in all grace so that at all time, having enough, we'll be able to give unto every good works. In Jesus' holy name we are praying. Sing for me, I know he rescued my soul. Shall we rise up together, church, please?